it was really only 48 hours before we'd had the rest of our year cancelled uh, literally that quickly. Welcome everybody to the Strategy Show. I'm your host, Simon Severino. This episode is brought to you by the Strategy Sprints. At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy in sprints. Strategy means more revenue every month. In sprints means doing it in a way that you enjoy the process and every week gives you more energy for the next week. Today, because we went from weekly to daily, today I have the honor of having here somebody who in the midst of the corona crisis did manage to save his team and save his business by pivoting rapidly. So a real sprinter. He is the managing director of Stage Kings in Australia. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, hi, Simon. How are you? Super excited to have you here because right now everybody's struggling to keep the business alive or to reboot his business. And uh, you are such an example of somebody who just did it. You saved your team, you saved your business, you pivoted. And uh, you are such a wonderful example of how to deal with crisis. So I'm super pumped that we will explore for all CEOs out there uh, what they can do about agility, preparing to pivot, and uh, how you were saved by Corona. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your, your company, Stage Kings, what you were doing and what you are doing right now. Sure. So uh, Stage Kings, we, uh, I started the business five years ago. So we've just turned five years older in February this year. We started the business uh, to build stages more like you see throughout Europe, actually. So decorated structures, big themed stages like you'll see at Tomorrowland or, or Wish Outdoor in Netherlands or, so, or things like that, Perukaville in Germany. So really uh, different to what had been in the market before. There, there was a lot of staging companies here already, but they, uh, they always looked the same. So for us, we wanted to do something a bit different. And uh, so five years ago, we started down the, down the journey of our own business. My wife is my business partner uh, and myself. And we, uh, over five years, we've had quite a lot of success in that business. We had built some amazing things like the uh, a replica of Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. Uh, we built that three times around the country uh, in Sydney, Melbourne and Perth. Uh, as well as some other things like the Edinburgh Military Tattoo. We built a replica of Edinburgh Castle and uh, Ultra Music Festival, which a lot of uh, your listeners will have heard of. So some really big things. And uh, Ninja Warrior course. We build the course for Ninja Warrior each year here. So we've, we've grown to be a, quite a, a big player in that market here in Australia. And uh, we were going very and, well. And when you say Tomorrowland and... These are really complex, custom-made projects. I will be so interested later in seeing how you manage to do custom-made and still be profitable and be agile on the way because it's, it's really, really difficult in that combination. Super excited. So Corona comes and all these beautiful stages, they are gone. Finished. So we, we were in Melbourne doing the uh, Grand Prix, the 
Formula One in Melbourne, we'd built a giant set piece for Miley Cyrus and Robbie Williams for, for them to do a, a concert, part of the World Tour series. And we were down, down in Melbourne Friday the 13th of March uh, and the government... Literally. <laughs> Yeah. Friday the 13th, that's right. It was, well, <laughs> a day we won't forget. And so the government put the ban on all public gatherings and, and that was uh, immediately the Grand Prix was cancelled uh, and as well, as well as everything else. And it was really only 48 hours before we'd had the rest of our year cancelled uh, literally that quickly. So from one day to the next, you lost how much in, in revenue? At the time, we calculated two and a half million uh, Australian dollars. Uh, and that's because we, we, we weren't sure how long the, the ban was going to go for. So people were cancelling through, right throughout uh, up until September. So to start with, it was everything between uh, March and September. And we calculated that at two and a half million. Two and a half million from one day to the next. And I can yeah. resonate so much with that because we had a very similar situation and even a similar number because... Part of what we do as management consultant is also in groups and in large groups. Because when you try and change a company, make them more, more motivated and, and higher revenue and better processes, sometimes you need really to involve a lot of people. And, and that's what we do in live mm. events, what we used to do in live events. So same situation from one day to the next, boom, cash crunch. But not only cash crunch, also the big question mark what do we do now? How do we save? How many employees did you have in that, in that moment? So at that time, we had 23 employees. Uh, we, we expand and contract depending on the time of year and the projects we've got going. And so, we're just, so the, March was coming to the end of our summer period, which is traditionally our busiest period. So over summer, we can have up to 100 people uh, working on different projects around the country. So we had 23 at the time, and uh, and you're exactly right. The the the, the mind, the, the thoughts that go through your head. Uh, we we have zero money coming in. We still have a lot of money to go out. Uh, we have a, we have financing on equipment. We have uh, you know rental properties we need to pay for and and, and mortgages. So wow. many thoughts. Wow. How 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 did you react? Did you did you cry? Did you sleep? uh badly because i'm gonna tell you I, i'm gonna confess i slept so badly for a whole week and i did cry second night i, I usually yeah. don't do i did cry that yeah. night and i didn't know how how to get through this and mm -hmm. first thing we did of course bring everybody together talk that situation also bring all clients together we did a, an open an open round we called it the mastermind and we said hey people come, let's talk about what's going on how you are impacted how we are impacted how can we go through this in in the most uh, mm. healthy and elegant way and we called it managing the current situation and every monday with all the clients mm. and every day uh, within our team how did you how did you react how did you feel we, I had a very similar, very similar feeling. Uh, so I was in Melbourne, uh, to, ready to meet with our clients from Europe at the Formula One, and that's when, when, when they were cancelled. 
I was down there with our head of production, Mick Jessup, who's my 2IC. He, he's the second in charge of the business with, with my wife and myself. And we it, instantly we were thinking of, of the people and how we were, we were going to have to let them go. We were going to have to cut everyone back. Uh, Mick and I worked through how we could even, what we were going to do for, and we calculated we could probably do two, two, two days a week. And my wife and I sat down when we got back from Melbourne and, and I said, there's a very real chance we could lose our house uh, here. And that was a, that was when I think I, I did, I have to admit, I actually also cried. Yeah, it was a horrible time and we didn't know how we'd get through it. And I actually called my parents who live uh, up in the north of Queensland and said, there's a good chance we may have to come and stay with you because mm. I can't see how we're going to get through this. Really on tough Friday, On Friday, you had to lay off people. They were cleaning up stuff. And, and mm. how was the weekend? Uh, look, it was horrible. We, so it was the, the time frame was Friday the 13th of March. We had, had the news. We then had to tidy things up uh, for one week. It took one week to get things packed down and, and sorted out. So Friday the 20th of March, that was the day that we had to lay everyone off. So during that time, we already started thinking, what can we do? What is there that we can do as a business? And Mick, Mick Tabitha and I uh, brainstormed the options. We had a lot of trust. Uh, we have a lot of scaffold. We talked to the health authorities here, the hospitals and the, the local government to see what we could build in the way of temporary waiting rooms for hospitals and temporary testing facilities, you know, these pop-up facilities. And we drew all those up. So in, in that space of one week, we, we had plans and we went out to all the hospitals in the area and said, can we help you do something like this? And we didn't get any traction with that. But this is such an important point because at that moment, you did what most people do not. It's letting go the old and going there where reality is, where your clients really are. You went there where the real need is, from the need for mm. concert entertainment to the need for healthcare, for mm. rescue, for protection, for hospital. And, and this is such an important point. Uh, so you start navigating what's the real need right now. First test, right. negative. What did you do next? Well, we were looking at other things. We were working out, could we make, uh, because everyone had already been told they were going to have to start working from home. So we, we were seeing whole organizations sending their staff home. They needed, they, they were going to be locked down for some time. We started to think, can we make, uh, gym equipment <laughs> out of our trust, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. little ninja warrior courses in people's backyards and things like this. And, but it was a conversation I was having with a close friend of mine in Ireland. Uh, so he has a company over there called flying elephant productions, uh, Steve Fox. And we were talking over the weekend, Friday, the 20th, everyone returned their keys and took their tools and left, left for, we didn't know how long that Sunday I was talking to Steve and he said, we're thinking about furniture over here in Ireland. He said, why don't you think of the same thing? And that was what switched uh, in, in my head. I sent Mick, our head of production, a text, we need to do work from home desks. We need to do home office furniture. 
and that's that that same for him he uh he flicked the switch mick very coincidentally is designs furniture in his spare time so mick is a a furniture hobbyist uh that that enjoys design and very very clever with these things so that was sunday by monday he had designed two desks the normal desk and a stand-up desk we met on monday and planned out how we were going to start making furniture now fast forward couple weeks later you have thousands of orders in you are doing really really well you saved the whole team and you have really something beautiful which was absolutely relevant and needed it was people working from home but having not so much space and not having the right desks so you built desks that take that first they're beautiful and then they are very simple to put together and also to put away which is genius mm. because people don't have so much space so they can put it together use it put it away which is absolutely genius and you are even prepared but we will get there even to the next stage of course because that need is now met but there's the, there's the new need coming which is people are now going back to office and you are super prepared for that because their office mm. equipment is not ready for what they need right now with all the distance so you are still going you are st again uh looking at what's really needed right now and shifting your offering using your current superpowers of building good stuff and uh, designing and building and shipping good stuff but you again pivot according to the current need which is super agile the highest calling right now is to be of service. So the best sales is to not sell at all, but instead to serve the people you care about. Selling is telling. So who do you serve? And how do you serve them? The quality of this experience makes the difference. If you want our experts to go over your current sales funnel and really dive into the experience and the needs of your clients at each conversion point, and make it a wow experience, then you are in luck because we have an exercise for you. Our 15-minute sales audit and one-on-one -on -one coaching with a world-class sprint coach. Fill out a couple of questions about your sales funnel and you will have clarity. In your personalized coaching session, you will get clarity on your number one bottleneck, three ideas on how to accelerate your growth, and a tangible sales map on how to double your conversions. Go to strategysprints.com slash sales and do our 15 minute free sales audit today.